Roadshow, episode number 286. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me, mm-hmm. but that's not all. We got a little hot tea in the house as well. What? That is Oscar Willis Look from the good-looking Irish World dude. MMA <laughs> Award nominated The Mac Life. And by the way, folks, he's British. He's not, he's not Irish at all. He's get, English. I get to straddle the coast. I get to straddle whichever <laughs> way I'm feeling that day. You know? It came up today how often he gets mistaken for being Irish. And, of course, working for the Mac Life probably doesn't, you know, assist in that. But let's let the record reflect. This man is this man is London born and bred. Essentially, yeah. I mean, my, my father's Northern Irish, so I go over there. Well, I did before. You know, the world fell apart twice a year. <laughs> yeah. So I like to straddle it. But, yeah, I, I, st- it, I mean, it's not just Irish. Australian. I've been accused of being French before, which I think is... Wow, what an insult. It's basically a hate crime. Um, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah. Which is weird, because usually Americans are so good at placing accents and, you know, just... Oh, yeah. We're cultures. fantastic <laughs> at that. Yeah, yeah, We're great at that. Well, we're all three together because it's, uh, you know, listen, it's, it's kind of... I guess as you like to call it, cold coffee, a little bit of a, a handover. A changing of the guard. A changing to keep it, of the to guard. To keep it English. Yeah. We, uh, we of course, myself and uh, Oscar are taking off on Sunday for Fight Island. We're going to have a five-week run over there, so there's going to be a, a lot of us in your future if you're yes. an avid listener. So hopefully you're a you're a hot tea fan because uh, imagine we're going to be doing quite a bit together. And, of course, Cold Coffee will still be assisting us with production and working on stuff for MMA Junkie back home. But uh, this was just way to... To say goodbye for five weeks and just say that mm. that, that you love everybody, right? And that, yeah. And that a warm and embrace to all the listeners. And somebody had to pick up that chocolate for Darren Stewart that I have in the fridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny actually. He did. He wants. Uh, it was white chocolate, right? White chocolate. Yeah. Isn't it the mini buttons he wanted, or was it just a bar of white? I think chocolate? he just said white chocolate. At least I didn't pay that much attention. What I just is the story the here? I, I don't so understand what's going fi- on. It was post fight, and we're uh, so it got into we're having a. Really fun conversation with him. He was just sort of opening up, and it was that whole night where Oscar's opening question was like, "So you, wait, you still lo- not lovely? What was the fucking word?" Darren Stewart kept calling himself a snack. A snack. So yeah, I, I see. I he won the fight, and I went. So would you describe yourself as a, still snack? a snack? Still, yeah. Of course, man. Snack all day. So we had a lot of fun. So we were just chatting, but somewhere in there, you know, of course, we asked him how he was gonna. We were talking about food or how he's going to celebrate. Right. Classic and, question. And then, yeah, right? And then uh, he started talking about how uh, chocolate in America sucked, and he just wanted white chocolate, and he couldn't find white chocolate anywhere. We got white chocolate, Darren. Yeah. And Why he are you was like, he was like, well, he's even like, more specific than that. He's like, I need to go to a 7-Eleven. Like, Do you have 7-Elevens have have here? here? <laughs> we're like, we got 7-Elevens everywhere. Like, bro, so, uh, I think those are ours. Yeah. I think we invented yeah. those. <laughs> and so he said he was leaving to the airport, and he was like, but can, can you get me sorted? Can you help me out for his fight? And, and of course, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, there's no way I'm going to see this guy before. But it got stuck in my head. So I went to the store and found white chocolate. And I was like, well, if I happen to see him or if, if he stays or whatever, I'll get him his white chocolate. And then uh, I just stuck it in the fridge and didn't think about it. I was like, ah, maybe he'll fight again. Maybe he'll fight again. I had two bars. I ate the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, was almost, I almost tapped into the, the other one, and then I saw that he was fighting. I was like, wow, I might actually give him one of these things of chocolate. And then it turned out it, it was my furlough week. Right. So then I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to see him. So 
So yeah, so yeah, there's so you're some passing white over some white chocolate to me. So so when he, tea and now my, my big terror, my big terror is that he's completely forgotten about it. He's gonna like look at the white chocolate. This is sort of some sort of comment about race <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> 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 you're saying I'm fat. Yeah. You're saying I'm fat. Yeah. What no, the fuck are you talking about? And even idiot. how you have to get it to him. I figure just at the end, if and this is saying that he, if he even gets the win to make it to the post fight wow. to even see him. Wow. I'm assuming Tip that he has, already, he, has, huh? he has a great he has a great chance, but you know he's it's fighting a Kevin Holland. That's a really good fight. So regardless, if if you don't see him back there, you're you're free to eat it and take it with you or whatever. But moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. Oh but it is so good. White chocolate is good. I like I'm a milk chocolate guy. I don't sure. like I'm not, I don't like dark chocolate. It's just too rich or something. It's just something I, I'm not big so you're a Colby of fan. Yeah, I'm, 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 I like my chocolate like Colby, um, but white chocolate actually is it's mild and it's got like a, a nice little subtle taste. But uh, it's the cocoa, right? It's the level of cocoa in dark chocolate is what makes it like it's uh, too strong. It's too I think so. I think it's just too strong. Like, Welcome I'll, I'll to the Chandy Rose Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Willy Wonka. Well, listen, he we, was uh, American. <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah. Not it's just weird. It was just. But they were all over in London, and they were they? That level. Maybe yeah. they were. Yeah, he shouldn't have been allowed near children anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that that Willy Wonka was a better Willy Wonka, better than the uh, the porn the aspect. Willy Wonka is much funnier. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How are we this far off the rails already? It's still yeah. the mid afternoon here. And on I want to talk more candy. Thursday you know, there's that guy that's giving away a candy a candy factory. <laughs> the the jelly bean the jelly belly guy. The owner of the Jelly Belly is giving away a, f- a candy factory with like Willy Wonka style, like what? find a golden ticket. You didn't see it was like in the news. You get a factory? You get like a a, a candy factory. I love the you idea. Like have some have some fourteen-year-old wins a factory. It's like immediately like, oh, fuck it, I don't understand redundancy. What do I, do? I don't understand yeah. factory. Look, yeah. I don't know when a factory. It turns out they're like four hundred million in debt, <laughs> and like their laborers on strike. Yeah. Like first thing the kid does is fire all the workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's great. Who knows? He probably. And, you, you know, it, there's probably more to the story. Maybe it's a matter of, like, he's like, I'll help you start a factory. Not like like Willy Wonka where he's like, take all my Oompa Loompas and take care of them. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed those anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So Reset. Welcome right. to the well, Road Show, uh, episode number 286. <laughs> my name is John Morgan. <laughs> this is the candy edition. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, USC on ESPN. Here's the sad thing is, for the, I was going to say, UFC on ESPN Plus 36 is this weekend. You know, for the past couple weeks, I mean, listen, we haven't tried to dress it up more than we should, but we're we're hardcores. I mean, the, car, the cards haven't been phenomenal. They, they've ended up being pretty entertaining. I mean, they, they, we've had some fun fights. But when we sat down to do the podcast, we haven't tried to tell you, like, oh, this is great, this is why you need to tune in. But, we, you know, we always try to highlight a fight that you, you may not have realized you wanted to watch or a fighter that you didn't realize they had a good story or whatever. But this week, man... This to me is is pay per view quality. You know what I mean? It's better than some of the pay per views this year. It really is, man. Short short of you know a title fight in the main event or whatever. I mean, you're talking about an incredibly deep main card. Uh, I mean, the the main card is is sick, and even top to bottom, some of the prelims. Um, there's some notable names on there. Now, I will say this: the prelims are constantly changing. It seems like every week we, we get right. into it, man. COVID nineteen rears up and takes a few. And in fact, yeah. we, we know right now, actually, that some of our reporters uh, are working on some leads of some changes. Ooh. Some well, happened last night. you look at 15 night. fights, you just, you just assume something's going to drop off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had a 15-fight 
fight card in quite some time. I think. Last one of Fight Island was 15 fights. Well, it's it's so long because these are all the ones that are being rebooked from exactly. being cancelling before. And mm. it's either book book now or you got to wait five weeks until we get back from Fight Island, or you got to make the trip to Fight Island. So yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a busy one. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, well, yeah, I'm looking at a name on there right now. I think is already off. So. <laughs> uh, <let laughs> well, who's that? Um, Maybe by the time it comes out, it'll be gone. I mean, you could just say a little birdie told you. Uh, I heard that the Miguel Baez and Jeremiah Wells fight isn't happening. I don't know which one of them tested positive, Ooh. but I think one of them tested positive because you yeah, remember Jeremiah COVID. Wells was coming from the CFFC, which of course phenomenal organization. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I'm pretty heard the sure pr- they're immune. Incredible. They're such a good organization. I've heard the production, immune. like from top to bottom, the production is amazing. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. really, just the, the the product that they put out yeah. front is incredible. You so know, the bodies, the voices, they're all great. <laughs> they're now. right there. So uh, yeah, I heard that fight's not happening. I don't know I don't know which side fell out. I don't know if a replacement's and happening. If, that so. does, if that's not the case, you'll never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the case. All right, but again, this is a card that I think everybody is really looking forward to. It starts with the main event, Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. And not only can I say that this is an event that we're really looking forward to, which, you know, more so than, than in recent weeks, but, man, we got to have a press conference right before we, we came over here. Uh, as as Cole Coffee mentioned, he's on furlough this week, so he was just hanging out, I'm sure – Probably tuned in, but myself and and Oscar Willis were over there. Couldn't and, look away, uh, could you? I saw the bits I saw were <laughs> okay. So pretty uh, cold coffee was not watching at all. I, I will rescind bit. my claim. <laughs> uh, but it was you know it was interesting. We haven't had um, now. I know that you guys did two fifty two. I was out of town that week. You guys did the two fifty two press conference, which was just Cormier and Stipe. Yeah. Um, which which cool. That's the first in person press conference pre fight we had had since way back in March. Yes. Um, and now this was the first one where we had. Multiple fighters at it. We'll get to the main event in a second, um, but just overall, we, we start out. The way it was set up was um, six fighters to start out with. You had uh, Donald Cerrone, Nico Price, Hamzat Shumayev, Gerald Mearshart, Ryan Spann, Johnny Walker. Um, socially distanced, uh, spread way out on the dais. To a degree. Um, <laughs> to a degree, yeah. Maybe not six feet, but but but, but they it's were spread out. a lot of touching out. between Cerrone and Hamzat. Cerrone and Hamzat, yeah. They, they, they've, they've made a bond. May, maybe Cowboy realizes, hey, if we're buddies, maybe he won't <laughs> want to fight me. Although, from what I can tell, Hamzat will fight you even if he is your buddy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. We, we didn't really know about it until kind of last minute that it was happening, uh, as as is everything in, in this COVID-19 world. We, we really didn't know until earlier this week that it was going on. But um, I don't know, man. It just... Not like trying to get all emotional or nothing, but it was just kind of cool to to be in that environment again. Yeah. So initially, uh, when we found out that Tyron and Colby weren't going to be coming on, and in fact we were going to get the undercard guys, I was initially very disappointed because I think you know we were looking forward to that back and forth. We were looking forward to the drama and stuff like that. And we'll get to yep. why that didn't happen in a bit, I'm sure. But um, if the if the undercard thing had been bland and there was no interaction between the fighters, I think it could have been very disappointing. As it was, because it was the first one in a while, I really did get a kick out of like people talking shit to each other, yep. interactions. I watched Johnny Walker's reaction to some of the things being said. Like It was fun, and it, I, I was a bit of a sourpuss going into it. But, uh, That's I really, pretty typical, though. Yeah, I mean, God. <laughs> but it was it was really fun. I, th- I think it was the Hamzat show. I don't think there's it any denying that. It was the Hamzat show. Um, which I'm seeing a lot of backlash, too, but I'm surprised because people love it when people talk shit, usually. So. All right, you know what? Let's just start there, How then. How many I people was... did he say he was going to smash? Well, okay. Uh, so about five of the people on stage and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so here's the deal. Let's let, let's start there. Let's start yeah. there before we get into, into Colby and Tyron because it it's does awesome. feel very much like the Hamzat show in a lot of ways, other than people really do care about this main event. But the, the prelims especially... And I want to kind of get your take on it because um, that was kind of where I started uh, the, the the press conference was, you know, just asking Dana if he regrets kind of, you know, opening up this Pandora's box by saying we've got this Maya fight lined up as well. Because 
man, I really feel like uh, Hamzat went from being like the darling of Fight Island. Everybody just, you know, loved this guy. You know, Matt, look at these incredible performances. And then he's got that, you know, the, the, the Habib-esque tone where it's just enough English where he just says, I'm going to smash this guy, I'm going to smash this guy. And everybody kind of loved him, I thought. And now I'm seeing a lot of backlash and a lot of people that are saying, like, who is this guy? You know, they're double booking him. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if it's so much as – I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if it's if it's because he's getting favored treatment from the UFC that people are, are, are pushing back on him or they think the guy is, is too full of himself. I think there's an element of both, right? I think whenever the UFC – it's funny because – they always sort of deny that they do this but when the UFC puts its machine behind fighters it's pretty obvious you know it's pretty easy to tell and their machine has been is behind him in a, a, a way we haven't seen before it's funny when Dana's like this guy wants to fight all the time it's like well you know I'm sure Cerrone would have been double booked a few times if he let him know it was an option so I kind yeah. of don't I don't want to buy into that narrative just yet right. I, but I do think it's something they've seen like this guy can fight at middleweight and welterweight back to back and this could, this is something new in a sport that, you know, we're starting to see the same sort of trends and stuff. So I think that's why they're doing it. I think people can sense the UFC is behind it, so that's a bit of the backlash. I think also he kind of did the Tyron Woodley mistake when Tyron won the title in that he won, he beat these two sort of low-ranked guys and then started calling out Connor and the Diaz brothers. Right. It's like, well, if you, you know, so then you immediately stoke their fan base, which is obviously a lot higher profile and, and bigger, so they're going to just turn against you forever. I think if, if he just stayed quiet and just sort of churned out victories, maybe done the post-fight press conference, going to smash, going to smash, and left it at that, it might have got away with it. But I, I I would guarantee if he if he defeats Gerald in the way he's been beating people, it's sort of like everyone's back on board again, you know? It would be crazy. All right, let, let's do this. Um, I do have a little bit of audio from the press conference where Hamzat and Joe Mirshart, uh went back and forth a little bit. This is uh, one of my questions and, and one of Hot T's questions as well, kind of mashed up together here. Um, where I started with Gerald and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's been asked about the damn thing over and over and over. Yes. But I was trying to just ask, like, had his, you know, uh, temperament changed on I was actually going to ask the same question. Yeah. Right? Not about – Let's ask you about it, but ask yeah. you about being asked about it. Right? There you go. So, uh, and then that kind of lit a fuse. And uh, Hamzat, it, he's definitely not trying to play the the humble role. We'll say that. Okay. So, here's a little bit there, back and forth. Gerald, I want to ask you because you've been asked nonstop about this. I mean, it's all anybody wants to ask. So, and you said, hey, I get it. I understand why they're doing it totally. But having to talk about it over and over and over, is this starting to get annoying and maybe like a little bit personal for you? No, not at all. Especially when you just asked it right now again. No, <laughs> no, but I've been saying, I, you know, I, I take it as somewhat disrespectful. Yeah, because uh, I feel like uh, Hamzat's looking past me a little bit. But, again, I don't blame him. I don't blame Dana. If I was those two guys, they'd be doing the exact same thing. So they're doing what they're supposed to do. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm coming in. I'm the crafty vet. I'm a tough guy, and I'm going to show them that you, this time you bit off more than you can chew. Nice. What do you and, make you know of what's, And you know what's true, too, John, on this thing. When you look at this, I'm actually looking at the paper that's up here. And, and Gerald has a 94% finish rate. You know, he has a 100% finish rate. The reason we made this fight is because it's a good fight. This, this is, this is a, a real fight, you know. And, and if this kid does get by his next two opponents, you know what I mean? It, it is, this, Gerald isn't a, a layup, a stepping stone, a, oh, let's just overlook this guy to get to Damian Maya. There's none of that. We put on real, this is a real fight with a real guy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get how people would think that, but it's, it's not true. It's total bullshit. Total media bullshit. Uh, you know, we have a lot of that. Uh, 
But Jared, I wonder, what, do you, what do you make of his first two fights? I mean, I'm sure you watched the tape on him. Uh, I mean, were you impressed by what you saw in film, or did you think that that was just a result of the matchups he had? Uh, look, I'm expecting him to be tough. I'm expecting him to try and oppose his will and be very mentally strong. But in any of his fights that I've seen, he hasn't met real resistance. And I think that's going to be a, a big test. I don't care how many hey, amateur how fights many you have. How many times you lose your fights? You are like uh, in the shadow, like what is friend uh, to Connor? What is his name? Arteon Lobo. <laughs> you are the same Sherdog. How many times you lose your fights? Well, I've lost quite a few yeah. fights. 31 and 13. You, you, you think you're a black belt? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when you Jack fight Harman's, tough guys, Jack Hansen, Jack Hermanson, I don't, he, he did not have a black belt. Why he choke choke you out? Sometimes yeah. you lose when you fight tough well, guys, man. Who give you? You'll find out. Belt. I have blue belt. I'm gonna choke you out. You can go ahead and try there, buddy. You have to give work. me your black belt to me. <laughs> All right. If you choke me out, I'll find a black belt. Give it to you. How about that? If I choke you out, you are finish with this sport. Okay. If I double like you, do I get like a wrestling trophy or something? If you double like me. <laughs> Try Okay, I will. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. You said there was a bit of a run-in with Hamza at, at the host hotel earlier this week. Can you just explain what happened? Yeah, I couldn't really understand because we're all wearing masks. And he said something about I like talking. I just said, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to him, and he walked away. He said, apparently, my, uh, one of my buddies heard him say something about he was going to smash my face. But, again, trying to talk trash to somebody while you're wearing masks yeah, and walking in a different direction. Because I say that, I'm going to smash your face. How are you going to stop I'm that? I'm sure you think you How are you going to stop that, Dale? I'm probably uh, going to beat you up is what's going to happen. You, you and look at my thing, fight? You, you look at my last fight? No punches. Like, how many punches to his face? Dude, I can you understand. You had a little bit bigger, but... I can't understand what you're saying. Me Speak clearly or something. All right? First of all, the whole black belt stuff... A black belt doesn't really matter. It matters what you do. And I'm but you talk about the pure BJJ, like you like special BJJ guy. Yeah, because I'm don't tired talk about most that. Like if somebody choked you out, like you have to be go train harder. Not talk about like I am jujitsu. I am better than him. What what the fuck is that, man? I I have tied for the most submissions in the middleweight division. That's what that is. So yeah, I think I deserve a black belt. We will see who you are. All right, so they are going back and forth. Hamzat, man, he's embracing this role. Uh, it's interesting because I think, you know, on the one hand, I, dude, I think the guy's got superstar written all over him. I do think he's got championship potential, man. I really do believe he, he can be a future champion, and I do believe – He's got that that it factor about him. I mean, obviously he's got the he's got the same things going for him that that uh, that Habib does. Now I know he doesn't want to be compared to Habib all the time, but you know you do have the shared heritage, you do have the shared religion, you know. So obviously we see how big like Habib is in certain parts of the world because of the Muslim faith. Obviously their Russian background, but I just think his style and his domination. He's got enough English, you know, that I think he can appeal to English speaking countries as well. I think the guy's got all that. I'm just getting worried. Like, I, I like it. I mean, it was fun. As you said, that was the best part of the press conference, I thought, was, was them going back and forth. But I also feel like he's starting to build up, like, people that want to see him fail now. Yeah, but as he said, right, it's it, it's almost like Floyd, build a, Floyd Mayweather built a career out of people wanting to watch him fail. And, and if you don't want to be loved, that's very true. it doesn't really matter. As long as people want to watch you, that's the main thing, right? You get the reaction. Mm. So if he becomes one of the most hated guys in the UFC, it's, st it's still going to be must-watch TV. And I think if they still do this back-to-back -back 
stint. If they if they really are, as I'm sort of slowly suspecting, trying to build him up to having a middleweight title shot and a welterweight title shot, I know that's like crazy stuff, but I really believe there's just something in the air about it. If they really are, I mean, it doesn't matter if people love him or hate him, they're going to follow the guy. It's true. If he, I mean, if he goes out there and he does what he says he can do, I mean, people love winners. People yeah. love winners. For sure. Gerald Mearshart's no pushover, though. Dude, Gerald's a badass. But what's crazy, though, in my head, I thought Gerald, from what I remembered, now, I can't remember if I've ever actually been in the same room as Chimaev, but Gerald, I remember him being a decently sized gentleman. Right. Right. So when they went up there for the face-offs, I was really surprised that he was not well, it, that much bigger. I mean, it was pretty It was pretty darn even. Uh, Gerald maybe was a hair taller, if I remember, but... Um, He's a little. He's just a t- barely just, a touch taller. Just and a bit taller. I do think maybe a little, like maybe a little thicker, a little, a little thicker. more. Yeah, but a it's, little, it's a not like, it's not the wrestling thickness that, like, you right. Know, I don't. Know, I, I. It's funny you say that because I remember Jared said on the media day, which I mean you have to tune into if you virtual media days. The, the best. The best. Yeah, those are so good. But if uh, <laughs> the disgust <laughs> in this room. But if he, there was, he said that you know I saw him in person and I can't believe he thinks he's going to fight at middleweight like this guy's a small guy. So I was really looking forward to watching them in person. And then when they got up there, I was like, "Oh, Gerald! I think you might have." Yeah. <laughs> was he far? Was he down the other end of the hallway yeah. when you thought this? Like, he's the same yeah. size as we did. Oh, they, he did. Oh, he really, really is. So I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I was kind of expecting to see a bigger size difference to kind of see what Gerald was thinking. You know, coming in thinking like, "Oh, this young cat. You know, everybody's hyping him up." Let me just tower over him. Wait, well, okay, wait, we're eye level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have actually preferred to see Gerald be significantly bigger because right. then if we're going to do this middleweight thing with Hamza, like, he's going to fight bigger guys eventually. Right. So yeah, I'd like to have seen guys. that. Yeah, I'd like to have seen that. So when the, I have to admit, it did, <laughs> I know you can't look into face-offs, but it did sort of sway my my yeah. meter a little bit further to sort of Hamza. I know. You know? It, it's it's hard to not, just with the fact that you, when you what you've seen him be able to do when he just sort of gets in there and just overpowers guys, yeah. you kind of were thinking that, okay, well, the size difference the size difference is going to help Gerald out, and then you're like, "Well, shit, there's not much of a size difference there." Right. I yeah. mean, this is a real dude. This is a real fight. I mean, I know Dana said it over and over and over. It's a real fight. It's a real test. But I, and I think he's right about that. I think this. Yeah. I think we'll have a much better indication of where we stand. Again, I, I my eye sees real talent in Hans Ashmeyev, but yeah. I think we're going to have a much better indication after this fight of, of exactly where he stands. And as as Dana said at the press conference today, man, if dude, if he can get through Mirshart and get through Maya. I, I, I but if he doesn't, how far down does he fall? That's a good question. Because I, I think, mean, do they well, keep, okay. do they still keep the Maya fight? If he just goes out there and gets, well, Dana, I believe I don't can't remember who interviewed him, but I believe Dana said that his performances at middleweight do not affect his bookings at welterweight. So even if he loses at middleweight, that doesn't affect how they're ranking him at welterweight. That's interesting. I think that's what I believe Dana said that. Well, here's so here's what so I he thought. He just was, wants Maya to get pounded out. Well, I mean, if, if Hamzak <laughs> goes through Gerald, yeah. he's going through Damien. I mean, yeah, no I disrespect agree. to Maya, yeah. but I would agree. For sure. So here, here's the thing that I was interested. In. You asked how far he falls. I didn't. I didn't get to. I mean, there was. You know, we only had limited time and, and uh, that sort of thing. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to ask everybody a question. But one thing that was on my mind, and I thought it was funny because especially of the way they were seated, is that just from our point of view, to the left of Hamza Shemaev was Johnny Walker, the guy that was. Oh my God! Yes. This is the guy. Yeah. This is the dude. This is the this is the guy that's gonna beat John Jones. He's he's unbelievable. 
and now he's sitting through a couple of back-to-back -back losses. He got talked to a little bit today. He's up against a very, very tough matchup in Ryan Spann, who's a guy that has zero hype around him yeah. but has a hell of a lot of skills. And just the, the I've idea – I've been a big fan of Ryan for a long time. Oh, yeah, he's great, man. Yeah, I know, I know how much you're always singing his praises, <laughs> that it's just ridiculous that he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Love that guy. Um, but it, it, just seeing that visual of them sitting there and thinking, man – and I'm not trying to say, like, John, cause, but Johnny Walker is by no means, like, washed up and done. But, man, when you talk about, like, hype trains, Johnny Walker had a hype train. And that right now, uh, like I said, I don't want to say that people aren't paying attention to him or people don't care. They do. But, man, it, how, how fast things can turn. Well, it, 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 it's a lot on how you lose, right? If Hamzat goes out and has a three-round war with Gerald and gets tapped out by an armbar in the last minute, in sort of like he was on top and he, he didn't pull out in time or something like that, he's fine. Yep. But if you go out like Johnny Walker and get starched by a dude who's not meant to beat you in the way that he does, like by Corey Anderson, yeah, it's a tough one. It's tough one. I, I, I feel, I think we were talking about it before the presser, right? The, the thing about height trains, like Johnny has a lot of work to do yes. to get even what really is like a third of the way back to how he was before. He was probably, he was probably. They were talking about him and John Jones next. If he say, beat Corey Anderson, I was gonna say he was probably a win away from a title shot. Yeah, I mean, a, he a was just away. the 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 rockets were on him, and, and and we sometimes we talk about like you know the media side of things. For a guy who didn't speak that much English at the time, his views were insane. Like yeah. for for a guy who speaks purely Brazilian, Johnny Walker's views were crazy because yep. uh, he's a bit quirky and stuff. Not so much anymore. Crazy man. So um, I, I, I'm I'm very interested. This this dude this this Hamza Gerald fight, especially after you know, today got a, got a little more personal. Got a little mm. bit more beef. I mean those little. Go it know. was funny that Gerald was like, oh no, look, you know we really do respect each other. It's you know, and then immediately Hamza was like, how the fuck are you a black man? <laughs> like so <laughs> straight away. And then he's like, I don't understand why he's so disrespected. I was like, you are disrespecting him though. Oh, it's so great, man. So I'm I, I'm intrigued by that. Um, not to disrespect the main event, but I might be as intrigued by that as I am the main event. However, the main event is pretty damn phenomenal. Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. Grudge match years in the making. Uh, incredibly relevant in the welterweight division. Um, obviously, two guys coming off losses. However, you know I find them to be in very different stations. And, of course, you know Tyron Woodley lost to the champ and the number one contender. And Colby lost to the champ. So it's not like you're talking about, you know, oh, these are guys that are looking to rebuild. Woodley, I do feel is in a little bit more of a precarious position here, right? Like, if he loses again – now, again, if he loses, it would be he lost to the champ, lost to the former interim champ, lost to Burns, who was either the number one contender or could end up being the champ here in a couple months. Who knows? You know what I mean? So he's losing to the absolute best of the best. But when you start talking about three losses in a row, haven't registered a win since, what, 2018 – um, that's that's not good. Well, I mean, if yeah, sorry, Connor. no, I was just saying, it's just, it's just not good. So I feel like he's in a spot. I feel like he's in more desperate need of a win, especially at his age too. I think thirty-eight at this point. Um, not that you know he oh if he's if he loses he's done. But if he wants that title shot again, if he wants the most meaningful bouts available, like I feel like this is this is almost a must-win for Tyron. I think if he loses this fight, he'll never see a title shot. Yeah, and never be in the conversation again. In fact, yeah. I think if he loses, he'll probably fight Hazmat Hamzat. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like he's just. It, it, I think. <laughs> I think Daniel Cormier said this uh, recently on his podcast, where if Tyron loses, he is now in the world where you're there to build new guys. That and that, I, and it's kind of harsh, really, because he has, like John just said, reality, you've just right? lost to the yeah. best of the best. It's not like you lost to the middle of the division. You've lost right. to the three of the best in the division. Right. But you know, well, look, we know the UFC's relationship with Tyron hasn't always been the best. We know Tyron, and it's not just about Tyron losing. His performances have been 
dire. Right. I mean, like against Usman and Burns, been very, very poor. If it's the same against Kent Colby, what is there left for him? You know, but I just think he he will plummet down the rankings. I agree. I feel and like he's in a rough spot. Three in a row. Three I mean. in a row, man. I feel like it's a rough spot. You know, Covington is funny, right? Because people people don't necessarily love Colby Covington, right? They people want to see him lose, if, if we're being honest. But I feel like Colby Covington can. First of all, he's younger. I mean, you think he's 30 at this point. Um, you know, he could always, uh, you know, kind of get back on a run again. And I feel like Colby Covington can. I don't want to say too. Yeah, I don't want to say talk his way into shots. But I mean, there's people that want to punch him in the face. Yeah. And I mean, he'll talk his way into a shot. The Masvidal fight's always there, right? The Masvidal That's fight's there, win or lose, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Connor uh, Diaz three. Yeah, like it doesn't that. matter. Those guys could lose ten in a row. That people would that still yeah. be a pay per view headliner. I feel like same thing with Covington and Masvidal. So uh, I, I'm not trying to set up Colby as like not being prepared or not being not. But I, I just feel like Colby doesn't have as much on the line. Well, here. also don't you think it's always about stories that come out of fights. And I feel like if if Colby beats Tyron, that's what we, most people kind of expect to happen. So the story coming out of that will be Tyron's washed and, right. and needs to. I feel like if Tyron beats Colby, the story won't be that oh Colby's now shit. It'll right. be that oh look Tyron managed to pull it back. Ty- yeah. The story will be about Tyron rising to the occasion, Colby not about Colby. Yeah, so Colby's still there. Yeah, and like you said, the Maslow fights. In fact, if Colby lost, Maslow might be more inclined to take that fight. You know, it's. I think. The pressure. I know Tyron said in an interview that the pressure is on Colby. I would pretty heavily disagree with that. I think the pressure is on Tyron massively. Yeah, and I that's agree. without taking into account all the external yeah community interest. As yeah, were. I agree with you. I think Colby's put himself in a wonderful position where it, in terms of maybe in terms of the division, I think uh, what Tyron's saying is that Colby has more to lose, whereas. Because if he he he's lost less, so if he wins, he's going to be closer than what Tyron will be. If Tyron wins this, it's not like he's that much closer towards the title. Whereas at least Colby, he, he has a great he hype is, train. He thinks he, he, thinks is. he is. I, I, I disagree. Bro, you're I, on two losses. Like you're nowhere yeah. near the title I, I, right I, I, now. I, 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 look, you know, we've I seen it before. I don't think they'll ever get. Like they didn't like him as their champion. Well, and especially he, yeah, he was. He, he has to force their hand. Yeah, I mean, I love Tyron, but to go and have these moments of a press press conferences and stuff. They expect you to at least act like you're happy to be the champion. Right. He never seemed happy when he was the champion. I always felt like people were always out for him. And maybe there were some people that were out for him. So here he is again trying to make his way back up for it. And he's just grumpy at at the press conference. It's good you want to get your point out and you want to say what you want to say. But when you just come off as combative, you're not helping whatever cause that you're trying to champion. You know, in this case, he was trying to champion Black Lives Matter. I was going to say, so that's perfect segue. So let's, let's do this, because some, some people may not have seen it. It, it won't take very long. Sit down, get some popcorn, yeah, get, yeah. get plenty of hydration. In this is going to last quite some time. didn't hear the Tyron Woodley press conference, uh, here was what he had to say to us in the media earlier today. Tyron, appreciate you, uh, your time today. Um, originally, we all thought that you and Colby were going to be up there together, and this was going to be a joint press conference. We find out it's not. Let me ask you: Are you are you disappointed that you don't get the chance to to face him down to 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 you know deal with him, or are you kind of happy you don't have to put up with his stuff today? I'm just excited that Black Lives Matter. Are you surprised that in the lead up to this fight that he hasn't been more vocal? I mean, this is Kobe Covington; he's almost been respectful of you. Is that shocking to you at all that he hasn't gone into you more like he, he normally does? Um, you know, I'm just really excited that Black Lives Matter. Fair enough, and uh, we know that it looks like Usman and Burns is, is later, um, you know, this year. A win here would be big for you. 
Would you keep yourself ready to be a fill-in opponent on a title fight, or are you at a point in your career where you wouldn't, wouldn't do that? I feel like, you know, a victory here just really shows how much Black Lives Matter. Fair enough. And then my last question for you then, obviously the Black Lives Matter shirt on. Clearly you want to keep it in that direction today. Would you like to use this platform to deliver any messages to everyone out there? Just say Black Lives Matter. Hey, Tyron. Is, uh, obviously the political movement of Black Lives Matter has taken a lot of momentum over the past few months and even the year. Um, do you think this fight amplifies to you the need to express your support for that cause? No, I just think that Black Lives Matter. Could you tell us when Colby first started talking about you years ago when you were training together, were you surprised based on your interactions in the gym that he decided to start campaigning against you in the way that he did? No, I wasn't surprised, especially since Black Lives Matter. Cool. Thank you, Tyron. Tyron right here. Uh, uh, before your last few fights, especially in the, the Darren Till, the Maya, and the Wonderboy Thompson fights, you've kind of uh, built your camp around the specific fighter, but now Colby Covington and his coach have come out saying that they realize he's not even a southpaw anymore, he's come, he, which hinting that he might fight orthodox. I'm wondering if you heard that, and does that change anything about your game plan? I just hope they realize Black Lives Matter. Tyron, how you doing? Would you shake Kobe Covington's hand if he realized that Black Lives Matter? I like your style, and I definitely realize that Black Lives Matter. Tyron, is there anything uh, specifically from a social standpoint that you would that you would like to? Um, I mean, obviously, even even saying the Black Lives Matter thing, is there anything in particular within that that subject that you you would also like to shine some light on? Just the fact that Black Lives Matter. I think it's pretty simple. Thank you, guys. All right, so hopefully uh, you didn't fall asleep during that lengthy, lengthy... Uh, wake up, wake up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, it was quick in and out. All right, so a couple things I want to mention about this. First of all, um, this is not the only time that Tyron Willie has ever done this. Now, it was with True. Black Lives Matter. Um before he uh, won the title in Atlanta, right? And he, yeah. Uh, he greatest welterweight of all time. Greatest welterweight of all time. Greatest welterweight of all time. I think that was. I just like to say that. So yeah. he's done this before. Yeah. Uh, where he's refused. So I, I didn't take it as combative, but I will say this is uh, now. I, again, we always try to avoid getting too political here, and, and I'm, obviously I'm not going to jump all into this. But what I will say is once it was clear that that's what he wanted to keep it on. And by the way, if you want the visual as well, if you haven't seen the visual, he's wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and a, a red hat obviously meant to look like the MAGA hat um, that says uh, let racists catch the fade again or something like that. That's make crazy. Make, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah, something like that. So, I mean, obviously, That's a hairstyle though, right? The fade? <laughs> It can't Was he wanted sir. them to be a haircut? He wanted style? them to get a nice little uh, he nice them haircut. To catch yeah, get a little nice little haircut. Yeah. Which is weird because most of them don't have much hair to play with. They're usually That's skin. But here's what I'll say to your to your point that you were making earlier is that I wish and again I'm not I'm not mad at Tyron Wood. Like I've always said from the beginning, these athletes to me in my mind, they don't owe us anything. So like yeah. people are like, Oh, I came and showed up and covered your press conference and you gave me that. They don't owe you anything. You're there right. to cover what they want to say. They can say as much or as little as they want. They don't owe you anything. Uh, so I want to make that very, very clear. So I didn't have an issue with it. 
But what I would have liked to seen is is I wish he you know when it was clear that that's all he was going to do. You know, I asked a couple questions and and I was okay. He no, I get it. I understand where he's coming. And obviously, this is the time in the world. That's fine. You got your platform. Our cameras are on. You got the microphone. Tyron, what do you want to say? And he didn't have more. I, w- I just w- I wish he would have yeah. had more to support what his movement was. And again, I'm yeah. not trying to take a shot at him, but I think to your point, if you want it to be effective, if you want it to be impactful, to me, and and, and trust me, I've already seen the comments in some of the comment sections. Yeah, yeah. they're they're not good. And obviously, when we made the videos, I knew the comments were going to be bad because you know what to expect out of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know it's 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 going to happen, but. I just I think that probably just gives people like fuel to the fire to be the way they are versus like you know saying you know laying out some of the issues or laying out yeah. you know some of the names or some of the, you know what I mean just I wish he would have taken it a little step further kudos to him for for taking a stand on an issue and using his platform when he could be trying to build his brand to 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 to, to raise awareness to a movement I have no problem with that I just wish. He would have had a little like added info because I think what I think what yeah. you were kind of saying is right. Is that I think there's gonna be a lot of people that come off and go like, "Oh, that guy, man." Yeah. He's it's one thing guy. to to have, to use a platform and, and try to act like you're to to tr- actually try to use your platform. That to me was not anywhere near what I would classify as an effective use of a platform. Mm. You know, if you're gonna go out there, I mean, if anything, if you if it was a matter of here, take my picture, let this image speak a thousand words, that image alone will do wonders and people can talk and they could say whatever but if you actually have a chance to as well um, make vocal your thoughts your 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 wishes your your issues on things that was the that was the point and when i said earlier when somebody like if if you want to try to be a champion you want to do what everybody understands you got to play the game or you at least have to give something you know everybody goes to the job and sure everybody has bad days everybody has issues about whatever, but you still smile, you still put on a face, and you still give something that is productive towards your career, towards working towards something. What that was, when what Tyron gets up there a lot of times, I, and what's what's crazy is that we've all seen him in other days when that's turned off, when it's just Tyron being Tyron, and he's such a well-likable dude, he's I t- fun I, to I be around. To him, I talked to him on the phone yesterday. Yeah. I talked to him on the phone one day prior, and he was phenomenal. Dude, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I see videos really nice. with him with his family. I think the weight cut fucks him up a little bit, man. And that's it. That could be it, too. I mean, I could be an asshole for trying to say, oh, why aren't you happy? And it's like, not that I'm saying why aren't you happier, but it's like, why aren't you enjoying the platform and using it to have a little fun? Push yourself out there. But if he's cutting weight and shit's hurting, you know, I get it. You know, it True. sucks to be up there. But, you know, if, you, if you're in there and you see these guys, you see Hamzat, you see all these other guys that are getting this hype train because they're embracing it. They're not fighting. It's not like if Hamza just went up there and was just like, you know, uh, Blah blah blah, America. You know, I'm really, I'm really sad of your treatment of Muslims. And we went up there and said that every time. America's just like, fuck, I don't want to see this guy. <laughs> yes, you're like nobody's going to care. But that's all stuff that could really what could be going through his mind. Right. But he's choosing to just embrace Simone. He's playing the game, and people are like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, and they allow him to do these things. So with Tyrant, you know, at some points it's almost like he just. He gets caught up in something in his head and he shoots himself in the foot. Instead of opening up a doorway, he finds some way to close a door of a, a possible opportunities because 
all you end up seeing at, at some point sometimes is a guy that looks like he has a chip on his shoulder yeah. and he's upset about something. As, as I'm thinking about it, like, it, man, you touched on the weight cut thing. makes me think, okay, maybe that's – And that could but, be but, a but, huge but, part But hold on. But, but see, but even then, let me say this. Even if that is part of it, like even if when I had said, okay, hey, it's clear this is the way – the direction you want to go, what would you like to say? Even if he had said something like, listen – Today is not the right day for me to get into this, and it's not the right, right. time. But please, everyone, go do your research. This is not you – know, you know what and I mean? And Black this Lives is, Matter. And that would have resonated 10,000 times more that, effective. I think that would, I think that would have been so it much more effective, huge. man. Yeah, it would have been huge. Not that, saying he has to do the a, whole diatribe, but just say, listen, today's not the day for me to get into it. Right. But do your research. Read about this name. Read about this. Read about that. That's and a wonderful way to make a statement to say something without yes. actually saying anything yeah. at all. Well, I also, you know, I mean, uh, my feeling is combined of both of yours. I think, I, I first of all, these athletes owe us nothing. So, and, and I think actually Woodley should be commended for yes. he had the opportunity to build his own profile, build his own fight, and he chose to use it for a, a movement that he believes in. But then, on to your point, Kenny is like it's about using it effectively. Right. And, uh, my first reaction, you know, as the three white guys in the room discussing this, <laughs> right. but I mean, my, my first reaction was like, man, you had 30 minutes, you were booked up there for 30 minutes, we had 30 minutes with Woodley today. Yeah. If you came up there, spoke about Brianna Taylor, spoke about yeah. George Floyd, spoke yeah. about what the defund the police means, and it doesn't necessarily mean this, it means using community funded programs to do different things. If you if you just stood up there and said that and listed off bullet points, and we are a, it's a captive audience for 30 minutes. We can't go anywhere. We can't make you stop talking. Right. I think you could have just driven home something very, very powerful. And as someone who's very open to his yeah. political le- leanings, I, I was kind of left like, fuck, man. I got where you were going. You just never got that. That's it. I, I, I want to be clear. It's not like any of us are trying to take a shot at the guy or saying he was out of line. It's just like, damn, dude, you, I, I, you yeah. could you could have been so much more effective with what you were trying Especially to do. Especially Woodley. One, I mean, he's, he's a former champ. He's a good-looking dude. He has a platform, and it's like people would resonate. Burgeoning your, music career. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> motherfucker is hot on that shit. Uh, people would. His message would resonate, and I and that's it. Just you feel bad because you had a perfect platform for it, and you were so close. You were on the doorstep of making, but it's a like real. It's like what you just movement. said, like, and I've said this to John a hundred times. I feel like Tyron always finds a way to get in his own way. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he always. It, when Tyron was at his, I personally found Tyron at his most likable before the Usman fight, where he was just super relaxed, yeah. super chill, just kind of doing his own thing. Really nice guy to deal with. And then I guess I just I find whenever he tries to sort of make a stance and show himself to be a figure, like this this is who I am as a person. It's almost like it's it's never organic. It's never natural enough. And I'm not trying to say that the guy doesn't mean what he says because he obviously does. Right. And I just, it's also his actions today are very weird because he did an interview with Ariel where he was like, oh, I don't want this to be a race thing. I don't want that pressure put on me. And then he comes out and only says Black Lives Matter. It's like motherfucker, you just put the pressure on yourself. That's yeah. interesting. It's a, it's a very I, I don't know. I do. I do think the weight cut thing. It's only something I just thought about. Like, yeah. I, I remember before the Till fight, he was a complete dick to deal with. Right. At the media day, then he was super like passive aggressive and horrible to deal with. And I, I believe that was because of the weight cut. He's I more of a Wednesday guy than a Thursday guy. <laughs> that, uh, do, it, you, you, you joke that the Usman that twenty four hour twenty four hour difference is. You joke. Yeah. The Till Media Day was on a Thursday. Today was on a Thursday. Yeah. I believe the Usman one 
which was on the same card as Jones and someone else, was, was on a Wednesday. Wednesday. And he was super Like I said, different. I had him on the phone yeah. Wednesday. And I, I, honestly, I honestly believe there's something to that. But having said that, it's not like he just bought the fucking hat and the t-shirt this morning. He obviously had that and that <laughs> yeah. was planned. Just, just, oh, <laughs> I'm so angry, I need yeah, a yeah. t-shirt and hat. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to the flip side of this. Uh, Colby Covington as well. Um, listen, uh, you know, a lightning rod of controversy, I guess, certainly brings it upon himself, um, I think. And, and I've said this, anybody that listens to the show for a long time will tell you, first of all, I think he's a phenomenal fighter. I think he's underrated. Um, second of all, uh, it's funny because he is, I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag by now, but he is definitely playing a character. That is yes. not the guy he is in front of the camera. It's not the guy he is behind the camera. Um, but, and listen, I think, Oscar, I think you were the first one to really point it out, and, and, and to me at least, is, is how much more respectful or how much less disrespectful that he's been yeah. ahead, of, ahead of this week. And um, just I don't know. His, yeah, just it's been it's been an interesting story. So let's do this. Let's 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 go ahead and listen to what Colby had to say. Uh, not not a long one uh, necessarily either, but uh, a few more minutes. And he took, you know, he he's always got a canned statement or two. He's got a line or two ready, but he didn't take dead aim. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's listen to Colby Colby. Colby, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you the inspiration for the suit today. That's pretty uh, powerful gear you've got on there. Yeah, you know, uh, my great suit maker, Luigi Girardi out of uh, Miami, made me this green suit for money because, you know, that's all I'm bringing in for this company these days and myself. like it. Uh, listen, I think you've been kind of surprisingly respectful towards Tyron. I mean, uh, obviously a little trash talk, but not the levels we're used to. I'm curious, is this, is this part of Colby Covington 2.0? Is there something about this matchup that, that you haven't kind of gone in on him as much as you have on people in the past? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it like that. I just would say that I got better things to do. You know, I got I was planning speeches to hang out with the president and attend his rally, and I'm doing bigger things these days. So, you know, I, I'm not really worried about anything Tyrone does. The only thing that I'm going to be worried about is if he tries to rap in that octagon. This is your first fight as uh, Colby Covington Incorporated, the new team. Talk to me about the preparation. I mean, I imagine, you know, individualized attention, but also a lot of challenges, right? I mean, you left a, 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 you know, an accomplished team, accomplished structure, all those things. So have there been any challenges in this new setup that you have, or, or have you found it pleasant? I found it very pleasant. It's been, uh, you know, very just free, you know. I don't have people that go to a manager and, and – complain to him, you know, and be like, oh, you need to kick this guy out. He said some mean things. This professional cage fighter who gets locked in a cage in his underwear to take people's brain cells, oh, but he says mean things, kick him out of the gym. If you got complaints, direct them to the head of the complaint department, me at Colby Covington Incorporated. A win here would certainly be big for you. There'd be clearly two fights on the table that everybody would want to see, right? The rematch with Kamaru Usman, I think everybody would be in for that, or the grudge match with Masvidal. So, if you were able to pick one or the other, if Dana came to you and said, Colby, we like your style, we like what you're doing, you make the call. Which fight do you take first? Uh, you know, that's a tough one to ask because both those guys are going to get it. It doesn't matter in which order it goes. It could be Marty Fake Newsman first or Street Judas Masvidal, but they will both get it unless they're both cowards and, and tuck their heads between their tails and run off. But, you know, those are the only two fights I'm looking for after I end Tyrone Woodley's career on Saturday night on ESPN. Hey, Colby. Um, I think most people thought that it was going to be you and Tyron up on stage together. Uh, when did you find out that wasn't going to be the case? Oh, uh, yeah, I, saw, I thought the same thing. You know, I thought I'd be able to get in his head, play some mind games, see him face to face, look that coward in the eyes after we did the press conference. But I just found out yesterday they called me 
uh, and they said, hey, you, you're going to be uh, just a single, and there'll be all the, the nerds from uh, the media that should be at the Comic-Con and, and Dungeons and & Dragons uh, thing. But, uh, yeah, I found that out yesterday. Dana said it was because they wanted to highlight the undercard. Do you think that's the truth, do you, or do you think maybe Tyron asked not to engage with you in person? Yeah, I would think that Tyrone asked to not engage with me in person. You know, he's doing his little thing. He's trying to copy what I do. You know, he's wearing some hat that says uh, whatever it said, make racist fade again, you know. But the only person that's catching a fade is Tyrone Woodley on Saturday night. And he's the only one that's racist. And the only race there is in this fight is the race to get him out of the UFC. When you used to train with him, even before you started uh, being such an avid Trump supporter, you were targeting him years ago, saying that you've been trained with him, you could beat him. What did you see in training that made you so confident that you could beat him in a fight? I just saw that Tyrone Woodley was a tin man, and he had no heart. And so I, I knew right away that, you know, if we ever crossed paths, it was going to be an easy night's work for me. And, and that's what's going to happen on Saturday night. It's going to be, you know, easy money. And I'm going to expose him and, and take him to the deep end of the pool, and he's going to drown. Uh, I saw a quote... Uh, from your coach earlier this week saying that you've just found out that you're not a Southpaw. Is that true? Uh, no, it's, it's definitely not true. I, you know, I didn't just find out I'm a Southpaw. You know, I've been fighting Southpaw my whole career and, you know, fight, boxing Southpaw for 15 plus years. So, you know, I just choose to put my right leg in the, in the front because that's the way I wrestled and I feel comfortable with my footwork and I've developed a strong left hand and I have power in both my hands. So, you know, just like Uncle JLP says, you know, What's, uh, why wouldn't you put your strong hand in the front? Because boxing says that the most effective thing is your jab. So, you know, I feel very comfortable from Southpaw, but I can fight from both positions now. So we'll have to see. I'm chaos. I'm unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen Saturday night. Uh, I know Tyron has sort of minimalized the impact and the, the stuff behind it, but what did you think when you saw Jorge Masvidal going to train with him? I thought that that was a great game plan for Tyron Woodley to to bring a guy who I used to beat up every day and so he could learn how to lose to me, you know. The only thing they were game planning was how they're going to pay their alimony payments. Thanks very much. Uh, Colby right here on the other side. Oh, uh, we just saw you uh, take another photo with uh, President Trump with fellow uh, UFC fighters. I'm just wondering what that experience was like so close to your fight. Man, that was amazing, getting to see President Trump again. You know, I've seen him multiple times now, and, you know, I know 1% of the people ever get to see him ever in their lifetime, and the fact that I've got to see him multiple times is inspiring, humbling, and it was an honor. And, you know, I feel like I got some dragon energy from him, and it doesn't matter if they put Hulk in the cage or Superman this weekend, no one's going to beat me. And then in that group photo that uh, was posted, on the other side of you was Ali Abdelaziz, who you've had a couple run-ins to in the past, was anything said between you two while you were there? He knows better than to say something to me. He knows what would happen. Last time he tried to swing on me in the Palms Buffet line, but you know, I'm a professional. I'm in front of the President of the United States, the President of the UFC, Dana White. You know, I, I conduct my business like a, like a real American. You know, I'm a hard blue collar American. You know, I'm not a criminal like Ali Abdel Sleaze, that FBI informant. Colby, Media Nerd 101 right here. Now, I want to ask you this. Where does this fight rank with all the hype behind it? I know you just fought for the title. Where does this fight rank in your legacy? Uh, you know, it ranks up there high. It's, it's, a, it's a great fight. You know, it's, it's real animosity. Uh, it's two guys that want to take each other's heads off. And, you know, you got red versus blue. You got me, capitalism versus him, communism. You got me, MAGA versus him, maggot. So, 
you know, this is a heated rivalry, long time in the making, and it's better late than never. So it's up there, but it's not the the highest or the or the best challenge that I've had. With the pressure of the president watching and meeting him again a few days ago, is this make or break for the Colby Covington career? Nah, not at all, man. Having the Don support, you know, is is a blessing, and you know, I just feel thankful to be here. You know, I wasn't supposed to be here, man. I, I'm a kid who grew up in a small town in Oregon that was never supposed to get out. So the fact that I'm hanging out with the president, fighting for multi six figure paychecks and seven figure paychecks is an honor. And you know, you're gonna see the best me this weekend and how, and how hungry I am. You know, before I was playing with you guys, you guys thought I was serious. Before you're gonna see how serious I am this Saturday night. You were the only one wearing an orange suit. Did he like the orange suit? You didn't get the memo for the dark navy blue like everybody else. Uh, everybody knows, you know, I don't follow suit with anybody. I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. So I do what I want. He loved the suit. You know, he was giving me compliments about it, you know, and, you know, multiple shout outs during his rallies. So, you know, he loved it. I know he did. And lastly, when they call you pillow hands, I think Gilbert Burns tweeted that. Uh, what's your response? Who? Gilbert Burns, I think he tweeted talk, something about pillow hands. Who's that? He's a top contender in the welterweight division. Never heard of him. He's fighting Usman for the title. Never heard of him. They brought some guy off the street to fight Usman for the title? Man, that's bizarre. So there's Kobe Covington. You know what to expect from Kobe Covington by now. Um, I, I will say a little bit more subdued. Um, listen, I think he's in a bi- I think he's in a big position right here, man. This 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 fight again. I do feel like Tyron has a lot to lose, but I feel like Kobe has a lot to gain because, man, he wins this fight, and you, you're going to assume obviously the Usman and Burns are going to fight later this year. You're going to assume, of course, the, the the rematch between Masvidal and Diaz is happening at some point. But to me, him and I mean, him, him and Burns, obviously, like, Burns is pretty good at selling a fight. I mean, they don't have a lot of beef, but Burns has been talking a little trash. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was, come on. That was, that was terrible, Who's dude. Like, they just find some bum off the street? I thought that was so funny when he went to Who because I was like, damn, that's what, Us- so- I'm like, that's what Usman used to do, oh, dude. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I, I, th- I think that the Who thing was is. Was that your question? No, it was Schmo's. Oh, Schmo, that's the, right. Well, Schmo's like, oh, you know, the blah, blah, blah. Fight. Who, who is very 90s, I feel like. They fighters need to get the fuck away from that. Recycles the material a little bit. So him, him and Burns would be a big fight, but a rematch between him and Usman, of course, would be very, very big, and him and Masvidal is very, very big. So that's I feel like Kobe lot, has dude. a lot. I, I, man, I'm telling you what. I think him and Masvidal is a bigger fight than the rematch with Usman. I think him, yeah. I think Kobe Masvidal is bigger than Masvidal Usman too, or Kobe Usman too. Yeah. I think Good on him. I mean, that's that's the that's the wonderful thing about you know this whole character thing is that he's built something that people want to either see him smashed, or you know, or smash someone else. I mean, he's so cr- good on him. I mean, he's he's found a way to make money without even needing a title shot or even a main event to do it. I it, mean, here's a question: What happens if Trump loses the election? What the fuck does he do with him with his character? I do wonder about that. I do wonder about yeah, see, that. We spoke about this before, right? He should just become hardcore Biden. That'd be gr- that would <laughs> be just hilarious. The funniest fucking thing that would be ever. hilarious. Just switch over to Biden. <laughs> just like, yeah, Biden's here. Come on in, one and all. <laughs> I'm riding with Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joe's here for saving us all. Oh, yeah. that'd man. be awesome. But I don't know if he's that. No, so, he he would just he would just bitch for the next four years and just use it. He would still roll out there. Like, do you think so? Yeah. I think maybe. I think, I think he's ride or die. I don't think I I wouldn't ever see him. Mate, as him. if he's. He, 
Do you think he knows any one of Trump's policies? No, absolutely not. I I believe that Colin oh, Cohen has absolutely zero no political appearance. Yeah, yeah. He probably likes Trump because Trump agreed to meet him. Do you know? I don't think he. Yeah. He just does it to trigger people. There's yeah. no question. He just does it to make people upset. Uh, I ended up uh, picking Colby in the uh, staff picks. Uh, Cole Coffey, I know you're on furlough this week, but uh, you turned in your staff pick. Do you remember? Because you had to turn it in a week ago. <sighs> Who did I pick? Oh, I think I did know. pick Colby. Yeah, I, I did pick Colby. I do think Colby's the right pick here. Um, but Double check that. We'll see. But I want to say I did. We'll see how I play that. Colby event. Donald Cerrone. Nico Price. Uh all action right here. Uh, interesting, right? Dana came out and kind of said, hey, man, Cowboys really in need of a win here. Um, kind of made it sound like the end could be near. Of course, Cowboys saying uh, – I picked Woodley. You picked Woodley? What? Well, Why? In fairness, in fairness, I think basically because he's on furlough, he had to do his picks like a week early and probably like during the middle of an event or something. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I actually don't remember. Although, I, I, although I guess by me saying that, I just made it seem like Woodley has no chance yeah, of winning so whatsoever. When I, when I said, why did you do that? I felt yeah. pretty bad. Which I mean, Woodley can so win? So, as long as, as Tyron understands that I have his back, unlike all these fucking <laughs> crackers around us. <laughs> oh, so great. It's all funny because right, you're, you. you're on furlough, so during fight night, we just know. You'll be on a knee, one fist in the air. The whole fight. <laughs> the whole time. You got his back. All right, Cowboy Cerrone, Nico Price, uh, a fun fight. Like you said, uh, Dana making some comments that, that maybe, you know, he feels like it's it's important that the end could be near. I don't necessarily feel that the end could be near. And obviously, I'm, uh, I'll just lay it out there. If you don't know by now, I'm a Cowboy homer. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed covering his career for quite a long time. Um, I don't feel like he's necessarily at the end. I understand that, like, at this point, Cowboy is never going to be a UFC champion. Like, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, fights like this with Shut Nico Price. I know, I know. Shocking. I know, bro. But fights like this with Nico Price, I mean, dude, this is going to be a great fight. And, and I, fight. I love the fact that, dude, both these guys are just like, love the other dude, respect the other dude, great person, great fighter, and this is going to be crazy. I mean, I, I'm I'm stoked for this one. I just – I. Now, now, granted, I'm probably going to curse it like like Lewis Nagano or something, but I just see no way that this fight could be bad. Yeah, I, ju- I think the only way it could be bad. You ba- should never say that yeah, phrase. That is like the worst. <laughs> that is your bad phrase. When yeah. you, whenever you say, "There's no way," yeah, you throw that out there yeah. in the universe. I, I think I think uh, the only way it could be bad is if like Price came out, Cerrone started slow, and Price just fucked him up in the first round. That would be depressing. <laughs> but I actually, I actually thought Cerrone looked. Uh, as good as he's looked in a while against Pettis. I actually, yeah. I, th- I thought he won that fight. Yeah. I thought he looked, more importantly, he looked like he was in the fight. You know, he didn't look like, and he, he didn't look that bad against right. Cerrone or Gaethje. Well, he looked, shit, not Gaethje, but Ferguson he looked okay against. Yeah. Um, but against Pettis, I thought he looked back on it and he's, he's saying all the right things and, you know, yep. the, he did mention, he said, oh, the only difference is I'm going to start faster and it's like, well, I've, Heard you say that a few times, Donna, and I've also heard you say that you know I'm just coming in here to have fun. But I do think Cerrone's at his best when the other guy's playing ball and when they're not. Yeah. You know, he always does better when the other guy's not trying to fuck him up. And Nico is playing that game, so I I would be very, I would be sad to see Cerrone. Would Cer? No, BJ Penn lost five in a row, didn't he? This would be five. Yeah, this would be five. So, but that's as most as anyone's ever lost in a row in the UFC, isn't it? I'm sure. So. I don't think there's been a six and six loss. I know it, Tino and BJ Penn. I think were the worst. I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think Nico. And I just him. don't want to see Cerrone fucking be the record head kick wins, the record wins, the record I appearances, the record losses in a row. Well, by I the way, BJ wanna... got to seven. Okay, wow. no, uh, Cerrone, you're fine. That's the thing. <laughs> I just don't want to see like a Cerrone come in there where 
everybody's questioning like if, if he's slurring words, if he's starting to oh, show. He looks damage. great. I, I, honestly, he, he looks, looks great looks, for his age. Like as, looks, as soon as soon as they match him up with like a dude coming off the contender series or something, and you're like, ah. Oh, like, oh, I, 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 I was convinced they wanted to match him up with Hamza when uh, when you know they were trying to get Hamza here, yeah, and and had accepted a fight. And then, the, then they had the, the visa issues with Hamzat. I was convinced oh. they were. I wanted to match them up because they know Cerrone doesn't watch fights. They know he probably doesn't know who the fucking guy is. So he'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll fight him." I was convinced in my head they were going to do that. By the way, he knows who he is now. They were sitting together today at the press yeah. conference. Now, I, I I did get a little intel of uh, uh, an issue that happened at the hotel where Hamzat and uh, Kevin Holland got into it, which I can 100% uh, see happening. I can envision that a million percent. Obviously, Kevin, I, I love Kevin, man. He's just a crazy. Hothead, man. I love him as well, man. Uh, so apparently him and Hamzat got into it, um, and, and Cowboy ended up having to step in between them. And, and uh, I asked him about it at the press conference day, and he didn't really bite on it much. He was just like, ah, I just he's no he's, rat, dude. He, yeah, I know, he, right? he didn't want to rat. I know. I was hoping. I, I, I had gotten tipped off. They were like, dude, you should ask him about it. Like, it's a great story. And, and the Cowboy's just like, he completely no-sold it. He's like, ah, I just told these young bucks, final Saturday night. you know. And, and I was like, damn it, give me more than that, bro. Yeah. Uh, but It's yeah. funny because Cerrone's like – would be significantly smaller than I think Hamza and Kevin Holland, especially. Kevin Holland's a big oh, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those guys started pushing around like, you got to get out. Of the I think way. they just you got let, cow- let them Cowboys got that Cowboys, respect. Cowboys, yes, though, Cowboy, know, bro. That's it. It's that's like, it. Cowboys got like, oh, whoa, Cowboys here? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, my bad, my you bad. Know? But yeah, you're right. I think Cowboy does his best when he's friendly and then he's he's in good spirits that there's no shit talking. And this is that perfect fight. I think you brought up Pettis. That was just a resurging Pettis. Pettis looked better than he had looked in quite some time in that particular fight. I think that's why. That worked in his favor, but I mean, Nico's Nico's another beast, man. Um, and I like Cowboy a lot, but Nico's shown recently that he can be getting his ass beat, and he pulls something out. And I just he he's still got that youth. He's still got that little bit of he's luck almost, on his side. He's almost like a younger Cowboy in right. a way. Right? He is. Right. I, that was one thing I was going to ask. He's Nico taking less he... less shots on the on the chin. His body's taking less. He's going to be quicker. He's going to be more powerful. I feel, I feel like this is uh, – knowing Nico, I don't think he would uh, agree to this, but it very much could be like a passing of the torch of like that guy. I mean, Cowboy's that guy, right? But also, yeah. but, Nico but also, could be that guy. You would say Nico's more the more natural welterweight, though. I mean, Cerrone's oh, yeah. a welterweight yeah. now because he's probably too old to cut the weight. Right. Nico's a bigger guy. Yeah. I mean, I think what's great about that is – Nico is – I love the respect shown from Nico towards Cowboy. Yeah. You know, uh, I think if you're a dick to Cowboy guy, these days, you're just a, you're just a dick. Then everybody hates you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, but Cowboy's such it's, – it's funny because it could be a, a passing of the torch when it comes to a guy that likes to fight often, is explosive, um, has a lot of heart. But, I mean, like, there's never, ever going to be another Cowboy, no matter how you try to swing it, no matter how you try yeah. to imitate it. Cowboy Olivier. There's, there's, something, <laughs> there's something about his swagger, and there's something about his just, one, his openness. In the, in the, in, I know we've talked about it over and over and over, his way that he recounts the fear of going into fights, mm-hmm. you know, the way he has a way of verbalizing things that you literally feel every moment and every emotion about it that is so endearing, I think, for fans. And then for him to overcome his fears, get in there and fight and fight often, he does what every one of us wishes that we were man enough to do. And he's honest about it. And he's honest, honest about, about it. it. Like, he's not afraid to show and say he was afraid. I swear to God, every time I think about the story that he told about when he was scuba diving in the caves oh, and, right. and then was facing death, like, the way he told that story, so dude, I like, it, it gave me, nuts. like, a nightmare. Like, the shit was so real. 
And it's like, how can you not love this dude? So, like, when it comes to terms of, like, just personality and the swagger and the overall just what Cowboy is, you can never replace. But when it comes to, like, handing off to a, a young cat that is willing to, one, be respectful to his opponents, goes in there with a smile, and has such heart and 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 amazing talent. Nico's a wonderful individual to possibly so I love that. Well, so what you're saying is you want to barn brawl for 15 minutes. Cowboy loses, rightfully so, and he takes the hat off and he puts, <laughs> it, he puts <laughs> it on Nico's head, <laughs> and then it becomes Nico Cowboy Price for the rest oh, of his career. I, I might cry at that point. <laughs> I'd be fucking off. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> and then, like you know, Cowboy disappears, and then like Rocky Nico, stands up in yeah, the crowd. Nico, Nico's, <laughs> cow, Nico's Cowboy for a few years, and then one day he gets beaten up. And then who comes out of the shadows? But fucking oh, Cerrone. We, we got to get you in charge of script writing for the USC. <laughs> yeah, this is right. awesome. I will say this. Let me say this, and again. Admitting that I'm a, 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 an incredible cowboy homer, but four four fight losing streak, as as you pointed out, uh, hot tea, the Anthony Pettis <laughs> fight, very 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 conce- uh, you know competitive. The other three losses: Conor McGregor, Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson. I mean that's that's sick. Now even now go back further. He's four and eight in his last twelve. I mean that that sounds pretty bad to say four and eight in the last twelve. The other losses that besides the one that we just said: Leon Edwards, Darren Till, Robbie Lawler, Jorge Masvidal. Well, I th- okay, so Masvidal that was before Masvidal's mad resurgence. So I think, and Ma- then before that, but, ho- but hold on, Masvidal. Fair. Am I not wrong in saying Masvidal was right after the war with Matt Brown, where he definitely would not have been recovered from 100%. the shots he took that. Yeah, hundred percent. So he lost him. Darren Till, he definitely didn't know who that was. <laughs> no question about it. Leon Edwards, I think everyone in the industry's heard how literally how little serious he took that fight. Over there. Yep. Um, so, but I mean, those guys are studs anyway. Darren Till was massive for the division. Leon Edwards is obviously just incredible. Oh, dude, when that, dude, when they stood in the cage together with with uh, Till, it's crazy. Was... When you go down the list of just who's beat Cowboy, it is literally a who's who of oh, badass. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's uh, I mean, it's it's sad pound, to think that the division. only the only name that maybe somebody might be like, who's that? Is, is Jamie Varner, who was a good fighter in his own. Yeah, which, as well. but how many people how nowadays long, won't know? But, they, but right. back in the day, was he was that, a man. That was that was. At WC38 in 2009, he was I'd, the man back. Then. Look at that! He, his losses after that: Benson Henderson, then Champion. Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Rafael dos Anjos, and then the guys that you mentioned. The guy only loses to the absolute best people in the world. Yeah. It's it's unreal. I mean, like this guy's career, like, and I know we've said it over and over and over. Uh, he's a future Hall of Famer. I mean, and they actually said that. I was. I, I, I love it. The, the, it was okay. The press conference they had like the taped intro where like people like go ahead and coming up first and yeah, you know they're, yeah. they're like I'm like to well, silence uh, yeah I mean there's no fans in the building it's just us I'm like why are they doing yeah, this it like they, want you, it they just want you to what Nico Price is like slow, yeah just yeah. slow clap it, so it out but it was fun so the voiceover that they had for Cowboy I mean they did they did just say like future Hall of Famer I mean there's yeah, no at this there's point, no you can't deny well he'll it. be the guy that when he retired like, he'll get the Bisping treatment right like so Bisping retired was in the Hall of Fame yeah. as soon as possible which actually I wouldn't. Have they announced all the inductions for this year? They have. No, have they? I don't think so. Is Cormier not in it? He will be. No, he wasn't originally. Well, he's getting in it next year. Yeah, I don't think they announced I think when Cerrone yeah. retires, he's getting in it. Like that. Like he's I mean, they'll make a division for him. They'll they'll figure out that by that point. They're like the cowboy fan wing. vote. The, the BMF or wing or something. Yeah. <laughs> the cowboy wing. Right? Yeah. Like the, just the, like, I don't know. Like he he's become. Th- there was a period. There's a period in every fighter's life where it's like. They, Bisping before he won it. Oh, they're going to be the best guy to never win a world title, right? right? That, and that's the unfortunate pub quiz, quiz answer yeah. you're going to be. It's like Cerrone has fought so much. He was at that point and then sort of fought so much 
he's passed it. So now his legacy is not the fact he never won a world title. His legacy is only positive. Yep. He's just always fighting. There's, just, there's no way you can hate the guy. All right, Ryan Spann versus Johnny Walker. Big fight here, man. I, I, this this is a big fight at 205. Ryan Spann, a guy that really just gets no respect whatsoever. Johnny Walker, a guy that was, as we touched on earlier, the hype train um, and, and wants to get that back. It's a, it's an interesting matchup. I, I think it's I think it's going to be fireworks for sure. And um, I actually lean towards Ryan Spann in this one. I know, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I know a couple of guys from SPG in uh, in Ireland <laughs> where Johnny Walker's <laughs> training. I've he- I've Get heard on. I've heard that uh, the reaction to him coming over there and training for this camp there is in terms of raw talent and athletic ability, the guy is off the charts. Right. Like uh, it's, it's just that I, I don't want to say he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's sort of still just sort of vibe in it right. and doesn't know that. So I think if he could get um, discipline, so it's not necessarily all crazy stuff, I think that would do the world of good for him. I think so. And he touched on that a little bit during the press conference today um, where it sounds like he wants to set up shop there, right? And he's yeah. saying that, you know, his girlfriend lives there. Right. That he's he's bounced around a little bit. Um, but I, but he said that uh, he, he likes the idea of one coach knowing him, being able to push him, being able to because he's kind of bounced around a little bit, and he's like, not that it's not good to get different looks and to get different knowledge. He's like, but I need somebody that can really refine me. And it sounds like he well, wants I to feel, do that. Well, I feel like – I feel. I mean, obviously everyone's different, but I feel like if you just bounce around like I do six weeks here, eight weeks there, six weeks here, you're – are you learning? Are you, are you improving on your craft or are you just staying at the level? You know, I agree. You're, you're not – You need somebody that knows you. You need somebody you, you, that knows you. You, you. you can't. You can't learn – it's not like it's a video game where it's like, okay, so I went here and I learned takedowns, and then I went here and I learned flying knees, and then I went here. It's, you know, you it's need true. to stay somewhere to learn the sort of that's what this gym does. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not even sitting here and being like SPG is easily the obvious fit for him. It's, it was sort of a bit random when they got there, but I believe Kavanaugh is a very good coach at, you know, molding someone. He can say, right, this is what we want you to do from now on, and I think I think it would be very interesting to see if Johnny comes out. And just goes mental for the first minute and a half, like he does. Right. Or if he comes out as a more composed fighter, and then you know, then it's the flip side. Does well is the fact that he was a wild man. Is that what made him good? Is a more composed Johnny Walker not a threat? But yeah, that's funny, right? When you that unbridled aggression, which yeah. doesn't seem smart, but like that's what made you who you I, are. I will say the chips have fallen well for Johnny. Like John Jones is gone, and so is Corey Anderson. So the division for now the di- <laughs> the divisions pathway while he was just completely disregarded for a while, yeah. perhaps a bit more open than it was two months ago. Right. You know, He had such a off uh, athletic raw town, I think is, is the thing for him. He was just unbridled athleticism mm-hmm. that they needed to kind of, you know, reel in. But I'm glad you like SPG as a, as a Irishman should. Mm. Oh. You, should. you should have a lot of affinity for Tiddly that. Do, 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 do. So maybe at the, maybe at, maybe at the end, he'll do like an Irish dance instead of that worm that, that hurt his shoulder. Now that would be funny. You know? I would actually laugh if at that. He if he did, did a little Irish, Irish jig, jig that would be pretty oh, impressive. Oh, that would be pretty that'd be good. Pretty, that would be pretty epic. But yeah. Yeah. Man, he's really picking things up quick at <laughs> And I, t- I tell you what. He's embracing it. There's nothing they like more than foreign people pretending to be Irish. <laughs> they love it over there. <laughs> uh, main card rounded out with Mackenzie Dern versus Randa Marcos, which could be a great fight. Kevin Holland versus could Darren Stewart as well. <laughs> fight of the night. I, I imagine that would be. I uh, won't get into the prelims <laughs> because they are sure to change multiple times between the time you listen to this and the time that uh, we get fighters on the scale. <laughs> I love the fact that we don't even have like full fight cards until we show up to the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins the is the fight. And even then, even then, I think the last three weigh-ins in a row, things have changed change. at yeah. weigh-ins. They never gave us a final one at that last one. Or 
She was like, <laughs> so hey, can you give us the final list? And they're like, we're working on it. We're working. Yeah. I'm like, they're getting ready to face off. Yeah. Like, what is the deal? Well, then, because then sometimes you get COVID-19. some fucker, some guy, his opponent fell out and his opponent fell out. So those two suddenly face off with and each other. And then for no reason. Yeah. No reason given. The best thing like, to do, guys, is not be very good at your job and just don't know any of them. <laughs> that's just to not <laughs> That's care. what I practice at. Just don't care. Yeah. Just go in and just say, what is what has happened? Uh, COVID-19. Yeah, I think I know that usually these days I know the main event, the co-main, maybe the co-main event, and then I just show up. Yeah, the rest of it just changes. Uh, all right, get, I wanted to get you guys take real quick on the Michael Chandler news because obviously that was big, big oh, news. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. I just want to say first off, I got a lot of respect for Michael Chandler because not that I thought this was a negotiating ploy because I understand the kind of guy he is, the kind of character he has, the type of um, motivation and drive that he has. But I'll be honest with you, man. Um, if I could you know, get a nice offer from the UFC and then get it matched from Bellator and just stay there and, and, and not have to fight you know, as deep of a division. I'm not saying that there's not talent in Bellator. Yeah. Obviously not. But – Man, you know, top to bottom, you know, you compare division to division. Come on, man. Once you start getting to number five, number six, number seven on the Bellator roster versus number five, number six, number seven on the UFC roster, there's a difference in talent there. So, yep. um, you know, I, I thought he could have played that, you know, big fish, small pond mentality, and he didn't, man. He went, he went, uh, he's going head first into it and serving as a backup for the title fight. I mean, that's crazy in itself. Uh, yeah. Cool yep. as hell. And, uh, Man, I guess not shocked by the news. I mean, it seemed like it was shading that way. But, uh, man, big news. And, and to step in as, as a backup on a USC title fight right yeah, away. That's like a, it's like a signing bonus. It's like a, you know, it's one thing to get a nice paycheck, but to get the opportunity to, to you know, knowing the, the the environment that the world that we're in right now, that things just fall off, you know, and just let alone that fights can fall off even regardless you know, just weight issues and whatever that's going on. But the fact for him to be able to make the jump over and then not be given the title shot. One, I think a lot of people are talking about that. They're like, oh, he deserves a title shot. And a lot of other people are like, dude wasn't even a champ coming over. Yes, he right. was a former champ, blah, blah, blah. He's as close as, as he way. could be. <laughs> <laughs> he's as close as he could be to a title shot. And he's literally at the door of it. Um, he said before, he, he – Especially when he starts pushing people downstairs over Fire yeah. Island. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's that up there? Oh, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he said that he – The Lord will protect you. You know, while he does want to provide for his family, he, he definitely is about about the challenge. And I think he sees the idea of legacy as well. And he understands that the, the type of fighters that he's going to fight – in their UFC, are they going to be the kind that you can you can hang on your mantle someday and you can be proud of fighting? It. It's one thing, like you said, to get that nice paycheck that's providing for your family and fight guys that are at a lower level and just be comfortable with that. But for seeing what this guy, he's had broke down legs, broke down ankles in the fight, barely oh, yeah. can move, and he's like, I want to fight. Yeah. I want to challenge myself. When you see something like that, of course, that's the guy that's like, put me against the biggest guy. I know I can get a big paycheck over here, but if I can get a little bit bigger paycheck he couldn't have and it. challenge myself. He couldn't have finished. In, in hindsight, he's the type of guy that could not have finished his career and not said, I, tr- I gave it a shot. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? I gave it right. a shot. I went in there. Right. And, and, and now, and he can, now, he can be, now he can be happy and say, just like you said, I, I gave it all. And he has no doubts in himself because – you know that people at some point were like, oh, well, you were always just in Bellator. That's what, it. What, you just did this. Now they can't hang that over his head. Well, it reminds you know? me very much of when they got Askren. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the thing. Oh, that yeah. was for Ben, right? Ben was like, fuck, I never got to try it in the UFC. The opportunities yep. came up and he did. 
Now, competitively, didn't work out so great for him. Right. But in terms of a superstar, and, and, and uh, I'd like it to Eddie Alvarez too. Well, I was going to say, yeah, to, I'd so like it to I, Eddie I was going to say, yeah. in, in the time I've been watching the sport, which I, I don't know, ten or whatever, like since two thousand three, maybe I don't know. The biggest free agents I can remember are Alvarez, Overeem, Askren, and now Michael Chandler. I think yeah, those yeah. are the, those are always those have been yeah. the four. A fader obviously never came, but those, as right. far as the outside signings coming in with an established name, those seem to be the four biggest to me. And Cyborg. So those four were the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cyborg too. To be fair, that is true. I think maybe I'm just disregarding Cyborg. You could maybe th- you. I mean, this this would be hardcore. You could you could maybe throw in Lombard too. Yeah, for the, the hardcores that care. Yeah, but I for think for the hardcores that care. I, I, to be, but I would say out of the four I mentioned, Chandler would like in terms of yeah. who's got a following would probably be at the bottom of those. You know, Askren. I think Askren, Alvarez, and Overy made a bigger splash when they signed. Right. That's true. Perhaps because that was more sudden. I don't know. I, I wasn't covering the sport when Overy and Alvarez signed, but to me it felt and like... And people were just clamoring. People, they had such Overeem avid was a fan massive bases thing. Yeah, yeah. where people were just like, why don't you bring this guy over? Chandler, I don't feel like we had the same push from the fans on the outside. You had some people like... Yes, he should come to the UFC. He'll do good. He'll do good. He'll maybe be that's fine. Be, maybe because that's because the other guys. It felt like even Askren, who had retired and come back, even maybe it felt like yeah. they're either going to come in and smash everybody, or they're going to come in and be exposed. Whereas Chandler, it's like we've seen everything Michael has to offer. We just haven't seen it against these particular guys. Right. And I think maybe I'll I'll go and make and say that I think the step up in conversation, particularly in his division, is pretty steep. Yeah. You know, I I I personally believe that you know if he Against the Poyers, the the Gaethys and the Fergusons of the world, great fights. Yeah, I don't necessarily see him winning them. I couldn't comfortably say he's going to win them, and I think maybe that will hinder some people's excitement for him coming in. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's such a, a talented fighter, and he's built like a fucking brick house. I mean, the dude is stacked. He's just when some people see he's a in terms of just height and other stuff, he's a bit undersized. I think against some of the other guys, he's going to fight. He'll be in smaller. The UFC. He'll definitely be smaller. He's going to be a smaller guy, but. When you look at him, I mean, I mean, but he's a tank. But he's an absolute tank. But you that, know? I think maybe it's so much hard. I mean, it's a huge pickup for the UFC, regardless of whether he's only got maybe a couple years left. And I will say this: that, Gage, you, you, you Gaethje would have been a big signing, wouldn't he? Probably I don't know, yeah. dude. I, I mean, he, in, in in hindsight, yeah. yes. But at the time, because I remember telling people, like, dude, you got to watch this Gaethje kid. Like, I know yeah. you. I did. I, I, I honestly, I didn't know who he was. When I he agree, came. I, dude. I think I don't think you're alone in that, man. I think on a global scale, but even in nationally, dude, I don't think people were watching World Series of Fighting. I, that's so it. It's in, like, in retrospect, yeah, Gaethje definitely, well, I, I but people gonna, weren't watching him, man. I was yeah. gonna say, do you think perhaps Bellator's, um, and this is not to shit on Bellator, but perhaps they're changing fortunes, like you know when Strike Force and. And pride and everyone—they all got signed. That they were massive. Sorry, well not massive, but I mean they were—they were close. I think Bellator, it's fair to say, is second by a fair distance. Yeah. Do you think maybe Bellator's decline in fortunes, if you want to put it that way, has hindered Chandler's I think so. ability to I get think an audience? So. And so I mean, on. by the way, you know, Bellator had obviously this big, this big news, and now they're moving to CBS Sports. I just said it's good for them. I mean, Here, I mean here's the thing: it is. It's a great thing. Here's what I want people to realize: it's CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Which is way smaller yeah, but it CBS does proper right it does open the door to them being on cbs yes. proper to being on showtime proper so right. what i would say is for bellator as you said man this this whole paramount thing they've been in a bad spot they've known it they, nobody would mention it N- nobody would say it publicly but they all knew like 
we're on a channel with no other sports and it doesn't even cater to guys. Like, what what, yeah. what, what are we doing, you know? Uh, we have no shoulder programming. We have no previews. We have no, no li- highlights. No, no, no live product. No sometimes. live product. Now they're going to yep. – so, I mean, I do think that this move is good for them. I think in the in the interim, I think it's going to – in the very short going, it's going to be easy to look at them and go – because I think some of the ratings that are going to come out on CBS Sportsnet are going to be – Terrible. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. dire. Dude, I, but I think bad. it's about getting the foot in the door. That's it. Right? It's, that's a, it. it's, a, it's a short-term step back to take long-term steps. Yeah, because people have to look for the shit, especially coming on Paramount. Like I think the last fight was weird, where it was like, I think they replayed. I think I caught the end of Tommy Boy going into it, and then like it went to Tommy Boy <laughs> well, I, after it. I mean, you I mean, know? And it's I just mean, like it's so bizarre it, because it's it's programming stuck in the middle. It's a topic that's been done to death. But when when you know it's 2020, I can watch. If I can't watch soccer in America, I can go to some Saudi Arabian site and watch it live through a stream. Yep. Right. And and yet there are times where Bellator's had shows in Ireland. I need to like get someone to fucking FaceTime me from the audience to watch it. That's crazy. And it, the annoying thing is when you ask Coker about it, he would obviously try and downplay it because that's his job. That's not good enough. Yeah. So th- d- I he would, knew that it sucked, yeah, but he's also a pro say. and not going to bash yeah. his broadcast yeah. But I, I would personally... T- until you know the ratings, so I'd say this, but I think that it's better suited for them to take the step back in terms of overall viewership, but have access to live proper. It will help. It, it's it's the most hair scratching, just like what the fuck is going on moment of Bellator when you're like, yeah, and then you post an article with the results and, and they're like, oh, spoilers. It's like, mate, it's a fucking sport. So like, it's over. <laughs> the event's over just because you haven't watched it. You know, it's not our fault, you know, but. I, I think Bellator, I think this is going to be a good move long term for them. It is. And it's it's a short term. It's kind of but I think yeah. it will be. People still need to try to find where, how do I watch CBS Sports Network? But still the fact that it's attached to CBS is in the name. As it's a long play to. as well, though. I mean, they are relying yeah. on the fact that the people in charge understand the ratings are going to be poor until they get them on. Proper sure or showtime. I mean, yeah. I think I would personally guess the long-term goal is showtime, just because of the boxing pedigree and history that they're no longer really involved. What well, they're kind of involved in. Yeah. Um, Who knows how long that even lasts? Yeah. So, so showtime can I, be a I, temporary I imagine, play. I imagine that's their long-term goal, but they better hope that the people in charge are not looking for short-term solutions. They're like, well, fucking only X thousand people watch this. No. You know, so it's By the a way, I want to say one thing on Chandler too. I, I, did, I did love the fact that Danny came out and said, "Like, dude, this dude is weighing in and getting ready. Like, seriously, yeah, like, over, I'm telling right. you, if 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 Gaethje is is at nine o'clock and Habib's at nine o one, and he's at ten fifty nine, they're still gonna make him weigh in, man, because you just yeah. don't know what's gonna happen it, these days, man. It, like, it, it does suck that he he's not fighting, right? You know, and and there's the whole thing with Dustin, Tony, and back and forth and stuff, and I think everyone's sad that we're not getting that fight. But they usually kick him something for that, though. Oh, they'll kick him a little something. Yeah, they, I think they gave. They, I mean, they won't Kamari, give him a full like show, but yeah. they'll give him. Kamari something. weighed in for Till Woodley. I remember, yeah. yep. which was actually a surprise, I think. It was. But, I mean, uh, so you figure, even if, what do you think? I mean, let's just spitball. What do you think they'd even throw him? I mean. 50 so grand. I would th- the 50 think was what I was 50? thinking. 50. I think, I think maybe, well, I don't think they even gave Kamari that much for the till thing. I think it was less. But you would imagine they have to give him more for traveling to Abu Dhabi. But That's then I, if, didn't Volkanovski weigh in as a backup for like Frankie Holloway? And he flew from fucking Australia to do that. And he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that, that was like 30 grand. I hope they let us interview But that him. was when he was still like trying yeah, to, trying to still, come like, on his yeah. way up. I remember he was like, I flew 30 hours to be here. I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're <laughs> <Yeah>. a psychopath. <laughs> I hope they let us interview Chandler. I'm sure they will. I mean, why wouldn't they let us interview Chandler? He'll be around, I will say right? that. That's another thing that um, if, if you haven't, I mean, I would assume most people that are listening to this have, have heard Michael Chandler speak before. But, man, you, you want a good representative of your company, man. That dude is a professional, yeah, man. Yeah, he's good shit. He's solid so all right well listen uh we've rambled on long enough 
I gotta let I gotta let Cole Coffee get back to his furlough. He's he's enjoying his. Well, this is the only communication I've had all day. <laughs> Can we talk for another two hours? No, I'm just kidding. Get the fuck out. No, uh, no this is this is uh, this is good. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to. Uh, we didn't the, even the do fight. any sort of Fight Island preview either. No, not yet. Oh, oh yeah, here's give me. You wanted the handover. Do the, I don't. I don't want a handover. I'll just take. Okay, it. I want you to be the best you can be by channeling me okay. when you're there. So be a bit grumpy. <laughs> yes, if you could. <laughs> By the end of it, I want you to just be the shittiest individual that you could possibly. I don't think. Be. I don't think you'll have to wait to the end for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be. I mean, let's, let's let's be real. The the fights in the middle are are uh, their head scratchers because one, I was asking John, I was like, do we even have the 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 full cards? We yet? don't even have Saturday's full card yet. It's you think we have so three crazy. weeks from now? It's just so crazy. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'll be I'm a grumpy see, cunt by I, the end. Of I was going to say, I'm interested to see at what point we just absolutely lose our mind. Like I, I five maintain, weeks. Is, I maintain yeah. week three. Week three, I'll be a, bit, a bitch. Well, the thing is, too, is or a drunk. It's been nonstop, especially. I mean, you had a furlough kind of smashed in there, a couple furloughs. Mm-hmm. This has been nonstop for you. Like, I've actually this week I've uh, sat a little bit, and there was that first few days where it was just like. I was a little like, what do I do with myself? Because it's been this this nonstop two week shit is for the birds, and it's been going for however many weeks now, five weeks, six weeks, with and now you're gonna, and the fights, and then now you're gonna go into a straight five week. You're, you might have to watch this man. Hot team might lose his mind before the end of it. I feel like if I lose my mind, no one will notice the difference anyway. To be honest with yeah, you, right. Fair point. if that usually comes out with me being drunk and aggressive and loud, and that's basically me now. Normally, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> If you see him raging on a on a ski do somewhere in the in the whatever. Do you remember the coast? jet ski? I flew off the fucking side of it. Did you really? I was doing stupid stuff. He was being an idiot. He was yeah. He was standing on the seat and doing the fucking all the sorts. Mate. How deep was the water where you were at? I didn't die. <laughs> it was very salty though. Yeah, I don't know. Tends how to be was. that way in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like extra salty. Yeah, and even the rain was salty. They actually called it cold coffee water. They Extra did. salty. This <laughs> <laughs> is all man-made. They just built it with salt. Yeah, to uh, be honest, yeah, it's. I'm not last time because we had a Saturday show and a Wednesday show. We were super busy, so I think the reason why I think I'm gonna go crazy. Fucking bitch left the bike mark on me. Um, that. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a random dog that stopped by his. This. House. Um, <laughs> this. This. Uh, I think we're gonna lose minds. Like, cause Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. Nothing. That's true. It's gonna be crazy. Figure something out. We'll have it covered on bar, the MMA Roadshow. Bar, bar yeah. Make sure you uh, make sure you join us over at Patreon.com/slash MMA Roadshow, exclusive home of all the and a half episodes, <laughs> including this week. By the way, this week will be fun. We'll wrap up the fight, do an and a half, and then head on to the plane. That we have to be at the airport at 3:30 a.m. Flight leaves at on 6 a.m. on Sunday. Ooh. So probably no sleep. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's straight point, to yeah, quarantine. You have no, you have no time. Just straight to quarantine. Yeah, the motherfucker is going to sleep the whole way, and then you're going to get to quarantine and be wide awake to examine your room. That's the challenge room. too. That's the challenge too. We'll bring you live updates. Yeah, <laughs> we've made it sound like an exciting trip, guys. <laughs> It'll be good. We'll have plenty of content. We'll bring it all. Obviously, it starts with the big pay per view, ends with the big pay per view, and there's some fights in between. We'll talk about those too. In the meantime, let me just say, thanks for listening. <laughs>